0: Welcome back to another podcast. My name is Dimitra and just like our previous episode, we're going to be talking about expanding your business into new regions. And today we're going to be focusing specifically on Asia, which is why I have Nick Gan with us. Nick Gan works for MOVE Group. He's a business development team manager and our representative in Singapore. And Nick's going to talk to us about the Asian market. So thank you for joining me, Nick.
1: Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Could you tell me a little bit about, um, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for MOVE um, in Singapore, please?
1: Sure, I'll be happy to. So um, like you mentioned, I'm the business development team manager over here. So I oversee the um, business development activities for MOVE, expanding into the region um, Yeah, and we're talking to a lot of clients and of course, working with the lovely team um, spread out across the world at MOVE group here.
0: Great and um, before Move Group, did you were you also working in that market?
1: Uh, yes, I was actually. I came from the relocations market, so I was primarily doing corporate housing. Uh, so I worked with a lot of you know big relocation companies and a lot of direct corporates themselves um, before I joined Move Group.
0: Right. So you have a lot of um, experience in that market, which is great. And I'm great. I'm sure it's great for your clients now. Um, So I'm just going to start off. I mean, obviously, Asia is a big region. There's a lot of differences between all the different countries in Asia. But in a general sense, what would you say are some of the key benefits of um, companies expanding into Asia and what are what are some of the key challenges?
1: Um, I think you know when we talk about benefits, they're actually quite a considerable amount. So you know, as you know, Asia it's a really up and coming market. A lot of you know a lot of companies in various sectors are trying to get into the market. And they realize they have seen great uh, potential. So in terms of like you mentioned, Asia is really vast. Um, there's a lot of different cultures. So I think in terms of benefits, you know, you can look at things like um, there's a lot of exponential economic growth. Um, generally, the labor cost here is much lower in some of the Asian countries, uh, and I think a lot of it uh, will also give you a lot of diverse talent pool that you can tap off from. So different markets will have people you know specializing in different areas and different segments um, that they can add to the values of any business. Um, in terms of challenges, you know, um, they're actually quite also a number. Uh, you know, of course, like I said, because every country is really different, so culture and language is definitely going to be a challenge. Um, You know, there's other things as well, like, you know, verifying, uh, varying variations of uh, regulations and governmental policies, uh, as well as, you know, intense competition because not only, I mean, everybody's trying to get a piece of Asia right now, so there's a lot of um, startups, unicorns, uh, even larger companies all coming into this part of the world to conduct business.
0: And now that you've mentioned about there being a lot of new startups and a lot of businesses that are trying to get into that market, how supportive would you say is the government um, in terms of maybe helping these startups, funding them, giving out you know, certain grants or, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think definitely there are um, certain initiatives across um, the entire Asia region. I think it differs greatly from country to country. Um, to give you an example, in Singapore, um, a, you know the, the Singapore government has really uh, put a lot of emphasis on building up the startup culture in this part of the world um, because we are the APEC hub, in, 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 as compared to most of the other countries. So I think there there are some funds and grants that the government do issue out. Uh, likewise, I think in countries like Malaysia and Vietnam, um, they have varying s- schemes of you know very initiatives um, that the government do to support uh, growing startups, especially when you hire you know, local talents uh, from these emerging markets.
0: Great. That's great to hear. And you also said that one of the key benefits is the low labor costs. Um, you said one of the key challenges is the, the culture and the language, which, you know, I believe is a challenge in any region that you go into. You know, if, you're, if your company is originally based in America and you're looking to move into Europe or Asia or Africa or wherever, you're always going to have uh, that challenge. So I don't think it's anything that companies wouldn't expect, but it's something worth highlighting so that they're aware of that. Now, how would you rate the standard of living in Asia?
1: Uh, again, I think it differs country to country. As a whole, I would say that by Asia is much more developed and modernized in terms of infrastructure as compared to ten years ago, um, but you know you get you then get again tier one cities like you know Singapore, like Kuala Lumpur, like Bangkok, where, where they are super modernized, uh, and then of course you have other cities like you know Ho Chi Minh, uh, Manila, where a bit maybe they are a bit um, they are still in a developing stage. But generally, I think in terms of infrastructure support, um, all this. The basic amenities You know uh, Things that we take For granted Are usually things like uh, Telecommunications Internet services Uh, Generally They're all quite stable Across the region
0: Great That's great to hear And how What would you say is um, The cost of living Like Are they For families You know Because a lot of companies Are looking to They might want to hire people there They might want to relocate One of their existing workers Into Asia And with that You know Their families go with them So would you say The cost of living is high Over
1: there uh, generally I would say <laughs> against different country to country, but if you put it as an average across the entire Asian market, I would say it's generally um, it's generally quite affordable to live. Uh, cost of living is relatively low, even for uh, Singapore, you know, it's famous for being the, one of the most expensive cities in the world. Uh, if it's a day-to-day, you're a bit more frugal with your spending, it's, it's still relatively affordable um, for someone with the median to slightly higher income level.
0: Right, great, okay. And you also mentioned earlier that um, you know there's a lot of up and coming industries at the moment. What would you say? Again, I understand that there's so many different countries there, so for each country it might be different. But in general, in Asia, what would you say are the three biggest industries or the the three sort of fastest growing industries at the moment?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think I, I'll break this question down into two parts. I'll say the. The predominant industries in asia right now are manufacturing uh, you know services and of course retail um, this has been ho industries and um, they have been around for like the last 10 20 years so you know in prevalent in countries like japan uh, china in malaysia um, yeah and, and you know tourism is also a big part of the entire asian economy so you know countries like you know thailand like indonesia like bali is really famous for their tourism uh, but i'll say that uh, as of you know the the emerging of the pandemic i think a lot of trends and dynamics have shifted in the APEC region and and a lot of things um a a lot of uh, new industries are emerging so i think three of the um fastest growing industries coming out of 2021 it's really you know the tech tech sector so um it um e-commerce digital payments tech startups they're really on the Huge rise and really booming in this part of the world. I think, like in, in Asia alone, there are like three or four um, large tech unicorns that have made it very successfully into the you know the into the international stage. Um, another industry is probably renewable energy because that's a great push in, in this part of the world now, uh, not not relying so much on fossil fuels and, and going more into solar and more into renewable energy sources. And I think last but not least is really healthcare. I think this was brought about, you know, during the pandemic where there was a lot of, or you know, the creation of like, you know, masks, um, vaccines, and, and a lot of, a lot of large pharmaceuticals actually move their operations into Asia to keep up with the demand and yeah, this has you know this has resulted in, in the industry allowing it to boom uh, even the, even in the post-pandemic era.
0: Right, great. That's really interesting because, I mean, obviously I expected you to say tech because that's something that uh, I think we all know when we hear about Asia we sort of associate it straight away with um being very advanced in, in technology. But it's really interesting to hear about renewable energy and about uh, the healthcare as well. And you mentioned, um, you said something about trends, which, which brings me to, um, I sort of want to mention another trend that's been going on in Europe uh, at the moment or the last few years, I think ever since COVID, which is um, the gig economy. You know, it's becoming very popular now and I was just wondering what is the working environment like in Asia? Is, is it something that's also, is the gig economy also popular over there?
1: So yeah, that's a fantastic question. I think um, a lot of dynamics have changed since COVID. Um, generally Asians would prefer um, you know because of our culture we prefer something safer so um, generally people of course work for a full-time company a full-time employment Um, but you know the things have really shifted over the especially with the new generation coming into the workforce Um, you know remote working online working has been something very uh, prevalent nowadays so yes the gig culture is getting more and more um, I'll say getting more and more popular in this part of the world especially in in countries like Singapore like China whereby you know you have an influx of of a lot of talents across like you know freelance, contract staff, people who do platform-based works um, yeah, as part of this entire gig culture ecosystem in this part of the world.
0: Right. And that's really interesting to hear as well that um, in Asia, I guess one thing that you said they value is safety at work. So it's something to consider for any companies looking to hire people over there. It's something to consider perhaps just having a flexible policy so that they can find the best talent, whether that be people who are looking for the safety in that way and and they prefer to work on a more um, sort of uh, stable basis or people looking to work uh, in a more flexible way. That's right. Now, what's one thing that you would say the asian market can offer to businesses that other regions can't i mean i know there must be a lot but if there was one sort of key thing that you really think asia stands out compared to other markets what would it be
1: i think it's really um the potential for economic growth uh, you know many asian countries uh, have experienced and are currently experiencing huge amounts of rapid economic growth so i was just reading a, a article um on LinkedIn the other day that, you know, uh, in in the entire Asia, actually in the entire Asia-Pacific region, um, Vietnam was voted one of the highest uh, market for um, foreign investments. You know, large corporations like Samsung has gone over there and and opened huge swaths of land for their factories, you know, assembling anything from electronic appliances all the way to mobile phones. And I think a lot of companies are jumping onto the bandwagon, you know, people from the automotive industry, people from the pharmaceutical industry. So I think, yeah, this is an area that um, definitely would be a key advantage for the region
0: and do you see this continuing in the future what What are your predictions for you know the future of the Asian market
1: yeah I think uh, definitely uh, you know as, as with the rise of China and and definitely you know a lot of a lot of manufacturing has been moved out of like the states and all the other countries into China um, likewise um, I, I wouldn't see I wouldn't say that they will reach a decline but they, they would definitely see a, a shortfall or a fall in numbers because a lot of these larger companies will be moving out of China into other markets within uh, Asia itself. So Vietnam will be one of them. India is going to be another key market, um, as well as you know uh, markets like Malaysia, whereby a lot of large corporates are actually putting their shared resource centres. So like Group HRs, um, Group recruitments are all now based out of Malaysia, just for the purpose of you know they're being able to speak um, both English and Mandarin, um, which is the widely spoken language in the region. But yet the cost is still relatively low as compared to a, um, like a country like Singapore, for example.
0: Right, great. And, you know, obviously from your clients, you probably have to, you've probably come across a lot lot of companies that uh, perhaps don't know what an employer of record is, which is the solution, one of the key solutions that MOVE offers. Um, it's becoming increasingly popular at the moment, but a lot of companies are still very new to it. They haven't heard of it. So in your sort of, I wanna hear your thoughts on how do you think, um, what are the benefits of working with an employer record in Asia? And how does this cooperation between a company and an employer record like Move Group, how does it reduce the burden for those companies that want to expand?
1: Excellent question. I think, um, really, companies or potential clients, or clients I've spoken with in, uh, in in the last few months, I think it's it's really a niche group of clients. Um, definitely, employment employer record does not really fit into all kinds all kinds of clients or all kinds of um, demographics out there because they are just you know huge corporations with, with the kind of power to to set up their own um, local entities and you know hire huge amounts of resources and, and 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 get people on the ground. But not all companies are blessed, if you know. For example, like we were talking earlier, um, tech startups are one of them where, where they are pretty lean in their team and they you know they they're going on for that hyper growth kind of stage. So th- that's where uh, a lot of I'll say that, that's where we come in and that's that's where our niche is. So really, I think the benefits of working with a company like Move is really that we take we, we help them navigate through this very really complicated um uh, web uh, complicated market because you know ev- although Asia as a market as a whole um, every country is different. Every country has their own iteration of employment laws of compliance you know so on and so forth and and we and and that's really painful especially if you don't understand the local concept you don't get the cultural norms and of course if you basically don't know anybody on the ground it's, it's pretty hard and complicated That you, you have to go bounce through different departments just to get a simple simple thing done so i think really companies like us really helps save a lot of time it reduces the risk of, you know, getting involved, getting in the wrong thing, and of course, ensuring that you know this is all fully compliant. Um, your workers are paid on time; they are happy. Um, you know, adequate feedback, and of course, um, what we believe in strongly. I think is that dedicated point of contact, that customer service um, that we bring to our clients. Um, that you know, that, that free flowing of feedback, communication. Um, Whenever the client calls, um, to, to be be able to give them advice or to you know to help them find out more, um, it's definitely very helpful, especially if they you know uh, for, for companies that are not based in this part of the world
0: you've made some really really great points there a lot of them and I, I like to highlight some of them, So I'm glad that you brought them up you know one of them is the fact that um, employer record is a lot of people might think a lot of companies might think uh, that these sort of solutions are only affordable or accessible to big companies but actually just the opposite small companies can use the solution to test out new markets you know to hire a few people to see before they sort of make that big commitment of setting up their own entity they can use an employer record to sort of test the market first another great point that you made is um about how every country in that region has its own laws so just because you're operating one way in say singapore doesn't mean you can operate the same way in all the other countries in asia so again companies need to be aware of all the different laws all the different regulations and you're right if you've got people in a lot of different locations it can become a big headache and a lot of work for you to keep up with not only all the different laws but you know they're constantly changing so you always have to stay on top of them. So I think it's a huge uh, sort of relief to be able to work with an employee record who's going to take over all of that and you know manage all of that for you so that way the company can just focus on the day-to-day sort of business, the day-to-day management of their worker. Now, we've talked about sort of the business side, but I want to talk a little bit about, as I mentioned earlier, the families that come along with um, some of the, the, the employees that may be relocated into these regions. So if a company has an existing employee somewhere, they want to relocate them to somewhere in Asia to test out the market and their families go along with them. What would you say the social life is like there? What's the education system like for kids? You know, is it a family-friendly region?
1: Generally, um, Asia is a family-friendly friendly region. Um, of course, it again differs country to country because it's so diversified and so unique. To every country, um, but really, like just giving an example, like in Singapore. Um, families here are quite small and they are quite close-knit because we are a really small city-state. Um, but our education system I think is one of the best in the world um, in terms of academia. Um, and then. For the rest of the, for the rest of the, the the countries in the surrounding regions, they all have international schools, you know. Which I think um, these international schools are really good for anybody relocating in the region, especially if they're from like Europe or from the states. So they would definitely blend in well because the cultures are almost quite similar in all these international schools. And I think in terms of social life, you know, Asia is so big and so diverse. You have you know a combination of like you know a, a bustling city like Singapore, and then just just a few hundred kilometers away, you have a very nice quiet beach you know it's really diverse you you can you can just a lot of a lot of locals and a lot of even foreigners who come here and relocate into, into this region they they do a lot of weekend traveling short, short getaways um just to keep that social life up so yeah i think it's it's, it's definitely a good mix and, and there is definitely a balance between you know both work and and and, and the social life
0: That's great, that's great to hear. And they can also travel so easily between the different countries. Um, And like you said, every country is so different. So really you can get, you can sort of get a taste of everything in that one region, I think.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: And I just want to clarify, Nick, that um, you not only help companies that want to expand into Asia, but you also help Asian companies that want to expand outside of Asia, is that right?
1: Yep, that's correct
0: great all right Nick well I think that covers everything for today um it was lovely to speak to you thank you for everything hopefully we'll have you back on again at some point to talk about it uh, in a little more detail maybe to talk about some of our other solutions over there because we we really focus more on employer record today but obviously we offer uh, you know a list of other solutions in that market so hopefully we'll have you on again soon to talk about that
1: yep that's right <laughs> great
0: thank you very much Nick
1: thank you